We're excited to be here with Paul Mayer from the Shed Group, a fellow Global Outplacement Alliance member with us here at CareerPro. I'm John O'Connor, and we are going to talk about what today, Paul Mayer? Well, hi, John. Good to be with you on this call today. Uh, I'd like to talk about the value of outplacement and uh, how important career transition coaching really is. Well, and that's important. We're talking in uh, 2022, and there's a lot of options for people in terms of their career services, their future from early career to, to later career. But when we talk about outplacement, I think some people say, what is, what is that? That's, that's out, what is that? Outsourcing? How would you define outplacement for our listeners today? Well, the term outplacement has been around a long time, and, and it's probably a little dated from the standpoint that you, we're really not outplacing people. We're assisting people with their next opportunity, the career transition, moving from one opportunity to another. Uh, so as much as we, we like to think we outplace people, really we coach them, assist them, guide them, uh, correct them, direct them, all those things that are necessary to help a person be ready. So when the next opportunity comes along, they interview well, they're prepared, they're ready to present themselves in a very positive way. And hopefully they'll be the candidate of choice and get that next job not have to worry about uh, using up their severance, not worrying about unemployment payments, not worrying about when their uh, next paycheck is going to come to help them pay for their not only expenses, but their medical insurance. So they're kind of the lifeline that helps people transition from what's just taken place in their life to something new, hopefully even better. And how is career transition coaching different than Perhaps what people hear is career counseling, or a friend of mine does some coaching about careers and opportunities. How do you see it done well today for people who, if they're in outplacement, for example, that it might be something that they did not anticipate, or it's been anticipated, but they don't feel like they're quite ready for that? Right. Well, you know, one of the things we're seeing on a regular basis, and I think my colleagues at the uh, uh, Global uh, Outplacement Alliance is, are seeing as well is that there's a high number of people who are later in their careers looking for a new opportunity because of whatever's taken place. The company is downsized, right-sized, moved, uh, doing a variety of things. Or the individual say, it's time for me to move on. And it's been quite a while since they've been in the job market. Uh, they're really not that well-versed on LinkedIn. Uh, finding their way around on the social media sites is a little difficult. And they really haven't talked about themselves relative to what they do for the company in a very positive way for years. So there's two things that come to mind. First off, it's the timeliness of this, uh, because if you waste time or don't utilize your time wisely when you're in transition, opportunities might pass you by. Opportunities that you might not even knew about are going to pass you by, and you're going to potentially have a, a, an extended period of time looking for that job. So we encourage people to get on to the process of looking for that new job pretty quickly. Maybe take a week or two off because of what's taken place and you need to kind of clear your mind and sort through things. But let's get this uh, new job campaign rolling so that you're ready for that next opportunity and you won't find out about something after it was just filled a week or so ago when you could have actually applied for it and maybe even been the candidate of choice. Excellent. And also, I, I encourage people to just keep a, a very simple phrase in mind. And that's to stay on track, T-R-A-C. So when you're in this process of uh, exploring new jobs and new opportunities, stay on track. The T stands for training. 
you need some training as to how we'll go about putting a job campaign together, getting your resume up to date, uh, get some practice in putting uh, offer letter or career letters rather together or welcoming letters about yourself uh, together. Uh, knowing how to truly interview, uh, whether you're doing it in person or if you're doing it online. Uh, so there's training there. Uh, secondly, the R is resources. Who can I turn to? Who can help me in this process? Many times, uh, people who are, call themselves career coaches uh, are really not that well-versed in helping the person get the next job at a, another company. Many times, career coaches just talk about how do you make yourself more attractive to the current company and to move your way up the internal ladder of your company. This is different from the standpoint that you're, you're meeting all new people, very possibly even changing careers, maybe having to relocate, do a variety of things that you wouldn't have thought of before. So the resources of a very good, well-versed um, outplacement coach or a person who's familiar with career transition is very important. The uh, A in track is for attitude. you got to maintain a positive attitude. If you're talking about the past and worrying about the past and not really focusing in on the future, um, you're going to waste time and you're going to miss some opportunities. Uh, the reference we use is we refer to the windshield of the car being a lot larger than the rearview mirror because you've got to look forward. Don't worry about the past. Get out to the future and start looking for those new opportunities with a positive attitude. And lastly, the, the C in track is to maintain your confidence and to increase your communications. Let people know that you're looking for a job. Tell everybody that you can, that you're in the search. Don't necessarily ask for a job, but ask for advice and show people that you're confident in what you can do. Uh, don't be a second-class citizen. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Get out there and really develop a network of people that can help you in the process. I think so that's I think so that's so key, Paul, that the building of that new network often becomes one of the big linchpins to this search, whether you're somewhat early career or to that executive who's who's now looking for the next opportunity. And maybe you have a window. Maybe you've got, look, I don't need to jump into the search right away. Maybe I've got three months. But how important is it to build your network effectively, positively with people who directly may be able to help you, maybe don't ask for a job, but really that additive side of this. I feel like people have, they bring the network that they had with them, but building the new network becomes a big challenge because they're like, I shouldn't have to do this at my level. Sometimes they get those thoughts in their head, but a career transition coach is not going to react to those thoughts. They're going to help you get other kind of a new mindset to say, hey, any new relationship could provide the key to the next opportunity. So I can't take that for granted. Now's the time to reach out, reach mm -hmm. out with confidence, with positivity, and that everybody could open anybody and everybody could open that door for you. But getting focused with that career transition coach, help them keep you away from the negative thoughts and focus with that plan you're talking about is so key, Paul. Well, John, you're absolutely correct. Uh, we always tell our people that we're, we're servicing and helping that the only difference between networking and not working is one letter. Mm -hmm. and if you think about it that way, you'll realize how important networking really is. Tell everybody you know and have your elevator speech ready so when you meet somebody at the grocery store or at the ballpark or just uh, on a walk down the block, uh, let them know that you're in transition. Uh, this has taken place and I'm looking for my new opportunity. If you have any thoughts about uh, companies in the area that you think are great places to work, I'd love to hear it. And we have stories upon stories of people who just mentioned their 
they're transitioning to somebody, and the next thing you know, they're on an interview or they're talking and to it, somebody. We just had that happen this week. Someone was sitting down for a cup of coffee, one of our exec clients, younger, powerful exec. And just to get information, get to know someone, he was referred to that person. He said, you know, we, I re, the other person said, you know, I really liked where this conversation's going. Joe, do you, would you be open to talking with a, one of our senior directors? At, like, he just, it just happened. And he, he was just trying to get insight into the business he was interested in. And uh, he was getting ready to ask, you know, who else do you think I should talk to who I haven't talked to in this market? And do you feel comfortable making an inter introduction for me if 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 you can? And the person was like, yeah, more than happy. And then it went that way. But he said it was unexpected. It was a, he called it a serendipity. But we see that a lot with people who don't, you know, get caught up too much in their pride being hurt, or they feel like, well, I shouldn't have to do this because my past accomplishments. I mean, I'm taking people out for coffee. I mean, it's if, or this person wasn't able to open a door. I feel that that's diminishing my energy. Look, well, you might have a couple closed doors, but it, how important it is to have the one-on-ones if possible, a Zoom or a Teams meeting, or to, to reach out and get out to a conference or an event or an association and just say, you know what, instead of laying back and just inventing the resume, yes, putting upgrading the LinkedIn and sending out jobs, why don't I get out there and meet people that I don't know that who could help me? What, what do you say to that? Is that in line with what you're thinking? If you're in career transition and you're not doing that, you're just hurting yourself and you're making the, the transition period longer and more difficult than it really is. We have over the years that people are very willing to give advice and to give assistance. Now, sometimes free advice is worth exactly what you pay for it, but many times it is truly a, an asset that you could utilize. To talk about what you were just mentioning about letting people know, we had a, a situation just last week. A lady was in transition. She was She's at the car dealership getting her car serviced, waiting for a uh, oil change. She struck up a conversation with the lady next to her talking about things, and she mentioned that she was in job a career transition because she had lost her job to a reorganization. The other woman said, you know, my husband runs a company in town just a couple blocks away. I think he's looking for somebody in the customer service area, which is exactly what she was doing. She starts next week in a new job as an assistant manager of the customer service department. And on another end, we host a meeting, as you do weekly, for people in career transition who, and who are looking at and, and my alumni come back. One of my alumni came back, Rob, who's been a client, career transition, corporate, and other, uh, many times since 2005. Uh, you know, the interesting thing, he went from, he went through all the titles he's had. Now he's CEO of a company in the Midwest. And he said, the one thing that I learned and that I kind of got in my head working early with John and, the, and CareerPro in the early 2000s, and I think you can relate to this, he said, like, I took that networking thing kind of seriously. And he's, he talked about he has pushed himself as a CEO to get to the conferences, to get out there. And he said, you know, you can do the same thing I'm doing because you're going to catch the higher level leaders at the bigger events maybe online. They're not going to be at the, you know, the downtown networking with beers, maybe. But you never know. He said, look, I'm open to talking to anyone. I don't have lots of time right now to have chit chats. But if you're at a conference or you make a specific ask or you're referred to me, 
I'm going to try to find a way to help you. And I might do that. uh, And then later, maybe there's something in it for me. He said, that's always kept him in the know about new opportunities and so on. But it was an inspiration for those listening to go, you know, this has worked for 17 straight years. So that, that networking side and you know, he just said, you know, the next person could open a door at my current company for me. It could be a new employee, could refer someone, but I add them to LinkedIn and, you know, I at least make an initial contact with them. So keeping your, keeping your eyes open and keeping that career transition coach close to you to make sure you manage those new connections properly is extremely important. Well, clearly it's a two-way street because not only can you get, but you can give with networking as well. And everybody has resources. Everybody knows somebody. And even if the person I'm talking to can't help me, maybe I can help them or I can help their friend or their family member or somebody. Uh, You get what you give in life. And if, in fact, you're giving, you're going to get more in return. And Uh, you don't, that give, Paul, does not have to be hours and hours. I know some of my folks are just such good hearted people that they give so much. I'm like, you know, there is a time for you to ask for help. But the way you do it, when you help someone, like one of my senior logistics leaders who was with a multi-billion dollar global company took time and told me, hey, I spent about 15, 20 minutes with your younger female client who's just an up and coming person in supply chain, et cetera. And she was so happy to hear from him and to get that encouragement. He said, you know what it did for me while I'm in transition? He's in an outplacement program. He said, it just gave me that little bit of oomph that, you know, I love these. This is the kind of person I could see working for me in the future after I get my next opportunity. And who knows, he, he might just hire her because of that. But he just felt like it energized him, he said, because I could see myself in her, you know, 20 some years ago. And he said, it just felt good. And he said, I went into my next conversation where I was being interviewed for an executive position with just because the the person, in fact, on that conversation say, how do you mentor younger associates to help get your team to where you are? And he was able to bring that example right up. And he said, you know, overtly, it did nothing for me, but he said the very next conversation, it helped him. So I think it's just in line with what you were saying earlier on, Paul. Well, clearly, it, it all has to do with that attitude and confidence that I mentioned earlier. You know, if you come across as a sincere, genuine, caring person, that's the kind of person people want to talk to. If you're aloof, if you're you're plastic, if you're phony, uh, those conversations don't go, go very far. But be yourself. Be an honest person who's willing to help and being able to say, yeah, I, I, uh, I'd like to tell you about me. Be a good storyteller about who you are and what you can do and just rely on your past experiences, your knowledge. And your sincerity, along with your maturity. Uh, we deal with a lot of people that are older, further in their careers, and they're already talking about uh, discrimination because of their age. And I said, well, uh, be discriminated against your age. That's one thing. But be discriminated because of your attitude and your training and your personality. That's a whole other thing altogether that you can control. Oh, so boy. Across that's, with a positive attitude. that's a big one. And I think it's tougher. I think the older we get, yeah. Uh, to, to kind of deal with that. I mean, there's a push by younger people. And I think some of the, you know, uh, folks who are a little bit older than maybe the norm uh, sometimes exactly feel that way. But that positivity and finding your fit, it's still out there, despite the fact we know, you know, maybe someone says, well, how, you know, how much left do they have? And it all comes in your attitude and your, and that energy and positivity. And I think once people get that, um, they're more likely to 
hire you and want to refer you. And that's the key is that that the people that you're meeting have the power to refer you and you don't even know who might be that next person. Or uh, so I just think keeping that open mind, going out with a lot of faith and but having a career transition coach behind you in an outplacement firm that is physically really active with you, not just sending you through tests and through programs online, which is fine. Uh, there's an automated part of this, but having that hands-on kind of mentality, I think is going to, you know, for the, from the company's point of view, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of happier people, the, the more hands-on that outplacement company is transitioning, not writing things on Glassdoor, not being disgruntled and not feeling like they've been let down. So anyway, what kind of final thoughts do you have, Paul, about outplacement and career transition today as we see it and the way it needs to be done right? Well, I honestly think good quality transition is more important now than it has ever been. Hmm. Uh, With all the changing in the world, with all the way work is being done today with hybrid work situations, working from home, people really need to take control of their careers early on so that when something comes down the road, like a job transition or a a company moving or something, they're not then standing there unprepared. They're going to be ready and they're going to have a mindset as to how to get things done. Uh, we talk to a lot of our clients who are older uh, that we're we're encouraging them to become a millennial boomer. Uh, and what we're talking about there, make sure that their technical skills are current with what's going on today, but do not lose all the boomer maturity and reliability and dependability that they have. When you bring boomer skills, I'm sorry, millennial skills and boomer attitudes together, you've got the winning combination for a great employee. Um, Uh, Many times in my HR career, I tried to hire because of of skills and ability. Years ago, I changed that and I hired primarily on attitude because I can train the skills, I can't change the attitude. So we spend a lot of time helping people with their attitudinal assessment of themselves and who they are, where they're going, what they bring, what they want to do. And they find that the whole process of finding the next job really changes. And it comes out generally in a very positive way for them. So the message to the companies is you have options to to really help people. uh, And we believe that outplacements done right through career transition coaching, the active hands-on is the way to do it today. And our message is for people of all ages at all levels, hey, there's help out there for you. There are people that care and want to get involved. And and last words from you, Paul, as we wrap up this and and great talking to and great having a partner with you, with you and with the Global Outplacement Alliance here with the Shed Group, Career Pro Inc., and some of our other uh, friends around the globe. Last words from Paul. Well, I, I don't think outplacement uh, causes people to leave their job. I actually see outplacement encouraging people to stay with the company because it shows how much the company really cares and wants them to grow with the company and not leave the organization. So uh, chief execs of companies said, well, why are we training these people how to leave? I said, you're looking at it backwards. You're training them why they want to stay because companies who do this show a genuine empathy and a caring about their people, and those people don't leave. Uh, They stay because those are the ones you want to keep. Paul Mayer, you're a keeper too, my friend. We will talk soon. Thanks, John. Great to talk with you.